Welcome back to Hannibal's Horny Abachi. We were dead or in jail. <laughs> Welcome to season three. We're recording this on Groundhog Day, and Will Graham saw his shadow, so there'll be six more weeks of it's murder. It's Groundhog Day. Today. Yeah, this is my Groundhog Day. <laughs> I didn't know this. So six more weeks of murder. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Sonia, true crime nerd and local nutcase. Who else is with me today? It's me, Celeste. <laughs> I forgot my intro. <laughs> it's been a long time, okay? It's been, what, two months since we recorded? I think That's like, true, we, yeah. we recorded in October. <laughs> yeah, to All refresh right. your memories, I'm Sonia. <laughs> I'm Celeste. I'm a nerd artist and new to Hannibal. Uh, I'm JJ. I'm a local filmmaker, local nerd, and the fanable of the three. And JJ is to blame for our delay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> she's such she's a successful so talented. TV and film <laughs> person. <laughs> We're just talking about uh, the job offer she got. Well, the potential. Potential. Job another job offer, yeah. Yeah, so it's all fancy. It's like... Uh... But, I, but I'm here for you, fanables. So I'm here for you, <laughs> listeners. I'm here full of fans. And we were making a, uh, making a pack, too, because uh, we realized we're probably going to have, at most, 14 more episodes of this uh, until we reach the very end and I was just like we were making a pact if season four or a movie comes comes in like in the next few years we would return if we could knock on wood yeah so hopefully we get a season four out of this <laughs> fingers crossed fingers and toes <laughs> <laughs> so uh, cheers ladies welcome cheers. for another oh, yay. 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 Ooh. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry for that we hit the microphone but if we're drinking a dry wine this time, so it's kind of dry. <laughs> so we drink more. <laughs> so, all right, but to the show, to the show. So, uh, this week we watch Antipasto, which originally aired June 4th, 2015. Ugh. We find out about Hannibal's spring break and where the fuck is everyone else? Are they even alive? Like, I know, right? oh. That's what I was asking the whole time I was watching it. Yeah, because like I remember when I, I remember my intense rage from the very first time I watched this episode that they started with Hannibal in Europe because I'm like what the fuck happened to everybody else Where is it? are they still alive is he eating them is that leather jacket will sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's very confused like I was telling this to Celeste before JJ arrived that th this episode is my least favorite probably well I don't I dislike most of season three for the Europe segments yeah you said yeah, JJ loves it, I know. I do. <laughs> I love it so. Like, the second we get to Red Dragon, I'll just be like, yeah! Yeah, then she'll be fangirling over yeah. Red Dragon, whereas I'm just like, Hannibal in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of uh, cannibalism in Europe, um, we I recently found out that Brian Fuller is doing an adaptation of The Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice. Yes. So that might be <laughs> possibly JJ in my next podcast. That's what I was thinking. You know what? I was thinking of pulling a Brian Fuller and just full-on sending like my resume to uh, Anne Rice. Uh, to uh, Chris Rice and Brian Fuller and be like, can I work on the show somehow? Can I this is what apparently what Brian Fuller did. He was like 16 or 17. I don't know. He was a teenager. And he left like all these phone messages to Anne Rice because Anne Rice uh, foolishly left her number listed in the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept calling, calling, calling. And then I think she finally got back to him. And uh, this is on their uh, Chris Rice's uh, podcast. Oh, yes. if, you oh, ever, yeah. if you ever want to listen to this, but apparently, yeah, he called and he was like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to write, uh, adapt your books into a thing. I want to write for your, write for a thing." And she basically said, "Okay, get some more experience. You know, get some schooling, do something, and then call me back." 
And that took how many years later? <laughs> well, it's so but exciting yeah. to me just because of um, if there was someone gay enough to do the Vampire Chronicles, it would be him. So yeah. it's like, yeah! Cheers, cheers to that. <laughs> well, I, I haven't, have you ever read the book, Celeste? Nope. We should get you to read the first one at least. Because the first three are, are brilliant. I do like Menoc the Devil. Like that, That's one of my favorite books. But like, uh, Tale of the Body Thief was good too. It just got weird once she got into the stage where she felt that she didn't need editing anymore. But yeah, like it's, I'm really excited for what a show about Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles could look from Brian Fuller. I know, right? I'm like, mm. okay, well, uh, like Hugh Dancy's a vampire. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <It's> like, <it's laughs> what I love too is just there's so many books mm-hmm. that they can, I can already see it like a solid five seasons. Yeah. Solid five seasons. You know, if they don't fuck it up they probably and don't won. leave after one season <laughs> which i won't comment yeah. <laughs> i was trying to figure out what the podcast name would be and i was like was that's hard walking stick hard has to be in the title <laughs> i was trying to make Very it uh, gross <laughs> but anyway back to the show yeah uh so uh, uh we find out we're in paris for some reason at the beginning of the episode yeah we're in paris but then we go to florence yeah because God forbid Hannibal maintain a low profile while he's on the run. I, know, I wrote a note here. I was like, Hannibal on a motorcycle with a fitted leather jacket. Jesus motherfucking Christ. Bless my soul. Good your loins. Daddy, please. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of the motorcycle, according to my research, the bike Hannibal rides is a 2014 Triumph Thruxton Cafe Racer. No Harleys for our boy. I had to look up at what it was because it looked like a Japanese motorcycle, but oh, yeah, no. I think it's an American one. I so. think that's actually also the same motorcycle that um, Mass already knew how to ride. Mm-hmm. from uh, back in the day. So. Does he? Know? I wish somebody could tame him. Hannibal <laughs> <laughs> and Mass. Mass, Mass is cute. <laughs> I think that that was one of the choices that Mass himself probably tossed in there. Probably. Like, yeah, because it seemed kind of out of character for Hannibal. I, was I like, don't think so. I really think, I feel like Hannibal probably at some point, maybe during medical school or something, or just before medical school, he found a beat-up bike, and that's how he got around. You know, he taught himself how to take care of it and all this stuff. And, you know, like, he knows how to – he can do mechanics if he really had to, but he chooses not to because it's dirty. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's a kind of a poor ex- man's trade. <laughs> I didn't expect Hannibal to know how to ride a motorcycle. It kind of it kind of surprised me. <laughs> yeah, I know, right, when I first saw that too. But then I thought about it, and I was like, no, that, that makes sense because – you know, he was rich, but then he, he was poor, and then he has to work his way up to get to where he was. And, he had his you bad know, boys face. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> his bad boy face, yeah. And, you know, it's Europe. You know, it takes, like, you know, like, it's so funny. I remember I was talking to this one guy who lives, I forget where he lives, somewhere in Europe. We were chatting on Tumblr. But anyway, I was explaining how I went from Winnipeg to Thompson to, uh, on the bay line there and that's like yeah it's like eight hour drive and then like a 10 hour train ride he says do you know how many countries i would cross (laughs) in 18 hours (laughs) yeah that's the one thing i hate about traveling in the states you drive three hours and you're in another in another state it's the same in europe so like it wouldn't be surprise me if he got on a bike that's the easiest way and solo right Mm -hmm. because you know he's Mm -hmm. a serial killer so it's easier to just you know, grab a bag, hop on a bike, and just but fucking question, go. But question, where was Bedelia this whole time? Because we know that she's with him. Was this an earlier trip to Paris where he was planning ahead for the events of season two? Or was uh, this while he was on the run? I was. Is- I, I always assumed, like, this was a solo trip to Paris that he took. And that she in season is, two, yeah. Yeah, and she's... No, no. This is a solo trip in Paris in this same time. 
but she's back in Florence. Oh. Because he had to start a chain of events to get the job that he has. Yeah, in Florence, yeah. In Florence. That's okay, speaking of, uh, I felt stupid because I didn't, I was like, what the fuck is the point of this Paris scene? Like, I was like, what the hell? Like, do, are we just do, trying to do a Vampire Chronicles shout out here? What the fuck? And then I realized while I was sitting in the bathroom later that night, <laughs> that, oh, uh, he, the guy he was stalking was the guy whose identity he stole. I felt like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so clap for me. Yay. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't like, because I have an intense hatred for the season, so that's why it's well, not intense, but a dislike. Because I think uh, people get out of character a bit for me, and like I think it's something that will come up a lot with the with the anger. But um, but I for one do not find Hannibal attractive wearing <laughs> leather. Really, I appreciate his knowledge of motorcycle safety and the likelihood <laughs> that he probably smells like gasoline and exhaust. Also, I am at and peak, leather. Yeah, I am at peak hatred for his hair. This is how I hate his hair like this the whole you time. You don't like his helmet hair? I don't like it. Well, like, he's, he has the hair that's like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to do my hair the way he does it, but, uh, like, it's, it just It's got, like, a boyish wisp in the front. I wrote down that I liked his hair. <laughs> I love his hair. I thought it looked nice. It looks messy, like, kind of like, you know. It's it, this new European look. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like, it's a reminiscence from season two of seeing him without his person suit when his hair is all, like, yeah. yeah, and so it's like you see that little bit of like because the messiness. Yeah. It's the first time we see him, so we don't know if he's already forged a new identity, a new person suit, or if he's actually Hannibal, Ooh. the killer. So that's why I kind of it's a subtle thing with the hair, but that's what I took it as. I think in this scene he is Hannibal the killer because I really like how animalistic it is when he senses the the TA is looking at him and he just like you could see the, the oh, Anthony Dimon yeah I was just like whoa that is so cool like I was clapping for masks I, I love this whole scene because it's so gay yeah it's really gay I was like are they on each other like, I know right because like he's staring across the room and then there's Anthony Dimon with his drinks and he looks over at Hannibal whoops and uh you know, he's sipping it. He's just chugging his wine. And then Hannibal's senses, right? He's got his spider senses tingling. Looks over. Looks him down and up. <laughs> so, except, that was such, like, gay signals. And then the other guy just walks over. Because you don't know if that's what was going on, right? And then, fucking favorite line. Here we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just the gay innuendo. It's like, I'd shake your hand, but it's a double-fisted kind of evening. <laughs> kind of bash. And I was like, ouch. And then, <laughs> and then yeah, it's just, it's so fucking... Awesome, I love it so much. I but the, yeah, that guy was so pretentious. Did anyone hate him immediately the second he started speaking? I was just like, ugh. Is it weird that I found him charming? <laughs> no, because you're supposed to. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I, okay, I thought great. he was very charming. Well, I think it's just because like, of my serial killer knowledge and like all that. I'm just like, ugh. And plus, I think also we, we have a little bit of a bias because we already know what's coming. Yeah. So we probably don't like him by well, default. I, did, but... I didn't like him the first time I saw him, too. Like, And he gets worse as the episode goes on but like uh he reminds me of like all those film pretentious people that you meet and like remember oh yeah me and jj went to whistler film festival together and we saw a talk that bill pullman did uh bill pullman is best known for the president and independence day uh, despite the fact what those pretentious people at whistler said like he, like just because he was in a david lynch movie does not mean that was his best movies and so i this is why i'm getting angry but uh bill pullman um like all those pretentious uh film people were like oh yeah so what was it like to work with David Lynch, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, JJ was laughing her ass off at me because my hand was in the air, going like, oh, oh my god, oh yeah, my. you can just see her just like leering at him. <laughs> 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 
I just want to ask about Independence Day. And I had a good question, too. I was going to ask him about um, how does he bring the same gravitas to roles like Independence Day, where you know it's a popcorn thing, compared to, like, roles that require a bit more gravitas, I guess. Like, how does he... Like, not take it more seriously, but how does he bring the seriousness, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to ask Matt that, too, about Clash of the Titans. Like, have you seen Clash of the Titans? We should watch it. I watched, like, I think... <laughs> nope. I think we watched 25 minutes, just the cutoff before you're, you can't get a refund. <laughs> and, yeah, we left. Like, I was like, no, it'll get better. It'll get better. <laughs> oh, man. And then I'm like, no, let's leave. <laughs> but this is before I had a thing for Matt, so I didn't even know he was in the movie. Yeah, he plays the, the scary uh, muscle guy. And he ter gets turned to stone in the movie, so... Spoiler alert! Guys. Yeah. He's like a... Hold on, I'll look up a picture. <laughs> but anyway, like, uh, the TA reminds me of every pretentious film person me and JJ have ever met. Who's not actually a TA, right? No, I'm just calling him the TA because that's how I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> he was the TA for the for the guy Hannibal killed. So I'm no, calling him No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Oh, Sonia. Okay, tell me what I missed. Did, did you watch the rest of the episode? <laughs> he said the exact same line. To the other guy, oh. referring to Hannibal, he says, I was a TA for him at Cambridge. He but said he, the exact same line. But he was talking, oh, I don't know. But okay. no, I'm saying, that's your cue. It's a lie. Oh, okay. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not true. He's just making it up to make conversation. Oh. Yeah. But I hate people like that cause, because it's like, it's so annoying that people like, uh, it's a guy thing, I think, just talking themselves up to, to impress some guy they don't even know. Also, I think it's a little bit of, uh, like I said, I th I feel like they left it open for interpretation what actually uh, Antony's um, intentions are. Like, with I Hannibal? Like, uh, with Hannibal, yeah. Like, right. I feel like they left it open to, you know, I feel like <laughs> it's... it's it, yeah, it felt like a gay pickup <laughs> line. It really did. Yeah. This whole thing. And then... Uh, and, well, obviously, we learn later that he's been watching Hannibal for a while, oh. you know, and a thing happens, you know, at the end. What the hell was I watching? I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, what episode were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, as a, but as I was saying earlier, I, I am digging this Hannibal who is not fucking around anymore. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna eat you in your house. So it's like so cool. I, I, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, wow. And when he's, uh, he like eats that guy's liver, right? And it's just like. I love that. Well, I don't love it because I wouldn't eat it. But um, that he eats a blue rare. <laughs> it looked terrible. Yeah, it was he so literally. Yeah. As far as I know, blue rare, which they don't really do anymore. Because it's dangerous. It's dangerous. But what I what I know, blue rare is is literally all you do is sear. Run it through a warm room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you literally just sear it on each side, and what you're doing is just literally killing the bacteria on the outside of the meat. Because in theory, inside it's all fine. Hmm. So you just cook it just enough to make it safe. Yeah. And oh. that way it's still ready and meaty and then just warm on the inside. Who, who actually likes eating liver? Show of hands. I do. JJ likes eating liver. I like liver. <laughs> my hands are staying on my lap. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> so you guys never been to like Itchy Ben and eating the chicken livers there? The chicken livers were good, but like I had yeah. beef liver once. It tasted <laughs> like... Um, like death in my mouth. It, was well, it also depends how it's prepared, where you get it from. Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. If you literally get like you know everyday beef cow kind of liver, then it's, then it's absolute mean, shit. Yeah. You really need to get it from like a butcher and like prepared locally kind of meat. You know, local local cow, <laughs> relatively <laughs> taken care of. Shout out to the local cow. You know what I mean? Lock the door behind you. Anyway, I'm just saying, just like Hannibal, if you, if you pick uh, good meat, 
then it's uh, yeah. then it's good. That's one thing I wanted to know. How does he like? Okay, uh, TMI. I have a fatty liver, <laughs> so I have cholesterol problems. <laughs> so how would Hannibal know if he was gonna like? Okay, for, uh, excuse the pun. If he was gonna eat me, how would he know that the cut of meat is okay? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. how does he decide? Why am I getting so loud? Like, well, it's probably the wine. <laughs> it's my understanding. Like a lot of things, he would stalk people. Oh, and he probably smells them, yeah. And he probably uh, stalked uh, this guy for a while. He knew he was going to be at that party. He knew he was, uh, so he probably already made mental observations. What does he eat? What does he drink? Uh, how relatively active he is. You know, a good serial killer will stalk you for uh, at least a few weeks mm-hmm. just to get your rhythms, know what you eat and all this. And I imagine just like anything, he, he made notes to see if he would be okay. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Hannibal probably would stalk you. Make note of how much exercise you do, what you eat, <laughs> or and probably guess <laughs> that your liver probably wouldn't be that great. I feel you're coming for me right now. <laughs> well, like, no, I'm just he's saying. He's to be playing Dead by Daylight for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. So, no offense. I'm just saying. I, I, think, know, I, know. I think you're safe, son. I think I remember. Well, this is, uh, we, I don't know if you guys listened to it, but we did a commentary of Silence of the Lambs in between our, um, in, in between our hiatus which was a really good time but it was also me feeling insulted because um i would be one of the one of the girls buffalo bill killed but then jj's husband was like no you wouldn't like he was only killing white women so. it's like yeah you just want this brown spot people suit i was like thank you jj's husband like, well, oh my god i laughed for like better. 10 minutes when he said that I was just, I was crying laughing. Because <laughs> I could picture that suit. It's like a brown spot. Anyway. Anyway. So that first uh, opening scene is about six minutes. And it's just, you know, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then we move into flashbacks mm-hmm. that are done in black and white. Shout out to Surprise Eddie Izzard. Like, yeah. I remember when, when I saw this episode, um, I, when he shows up, I was like, Yeah! I love Eddie Izzard. At first, I love Gideon. At first I was wondering if it was actually like footage from the previous season. It's not. It's, Ooh, it's all, all new shots? It's new shots. Mm. You can tell. Or I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line from this episode is um, uh, Gideon calls him the devil, calls Hannibal the devil, and Hannibal, just matter of fact, like, the devil is the yoke of humanity since we began to think and dream. I for a much shorter time. And I just love that. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's it's cute. like you admit the yoke. <laughs> Freaking Hannibal. I think he's funny because he's, he's like Frasier, you know what I mean? Like, Ooh, he's a smart Hannibal? man. There's <laughs> berries at the bottom of this. There's berries at the bottom what? of the line. Oh, that is so fancy. Is, is it a person? person? I don't think so. <laughs> but I wish Gideon... <laughs> doesn't smell like people. <laughs> I wish Gideon and Hannibal had more interactions. Like, they're, they are my favorite characters, and I say this later, but I think Gideon is the only person that tells Hannibal, that talks to Hannibal and sees him for what he is. Whereas Will still has, when Will sees Hannibal, he's, even in season two, he was, it seems like he's um, only seeing part of the picture. He never sees the full thing. Whereas Hannibal with Gideon, Gideon sees the whole thing. Well, I guess because he's killing him, so that's probably why. Yeah, yeah, he is, like, he's literally slowly eating him alive. So. Like, he ate his oh, arm too, oh right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's that when he was basting there. Yeah. yeah. That was so oh. gross. I was like, man, he must hate the guy. Like, and he's feeding him, and then, like, like, would he have force-fed Gideon if he, or would he just make the cuts more painful the next time he needed a, a cut? 
You know, I don't think he like hates Gideon. Mm-hmm. He's just like using a coward. As, if anything, like the reason why he's keeping him alive so long is because he kind of likes him. Yeah, and he has bit. someone to talk to. It's amusing, and I think it's part of his punishment for what he did. Oh yeah. You know, it's just yeah. Plus, also, I think I don't want to. I don't want to lie here, but I feel like, um, or not lie, um, <laughs> be be mean. <laughs> I don't know. It almost feels like. Uh, What's it called in literature? I should study more. Um, he's This whole flashback thing feels like it's supposed to be um, uh, hints and preludes to the upcoming scenes. Like, for example, uh, the feeding of uh, acorns and oysters. Oh, so yeah, to make some To lead, uh, to show what's happening to Bedelia later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, what did he fed her? Mussels? Snails and Marcella? Yeah, or uh, oysters, oysters, snails, and acorns. Ew. What does an acorn taste like? Uh, acorn is like a nut. I know, like, like the, the, I think it tasted shell. like a wild acorn once. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's sort of gross. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> I remember trying an acorn. It's yeah, it's not that great. It felt tasted tasted like dirt. <laughs> but then I might have just not have eaten it right. Yeah, he probably know. like basted it in some sort of like magic good sauce or something. Magic. <laughs> magic good sauce. <laughs> That's <laughs> what Studio Ghibli puts their food in. I think my favorite favorite sassy line from that flashback is um, uh, when he's like, it, uh, uh, Gideon's like, it's cannibalism. It's cannibalism. He's like, this isn't cannibalism, Abel, unless we're equals. It's only cannibalism. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then you see his idea of how he views everybody else. Mm. I, really, I really like that line just because it shows like how he how he sees the world. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very selfless thing. I love that. Do you that. think he thinks he's like a, on a different like level than everybody I else? I think he does. He does. Yeah. He really like, truly he's does. A, like a a god almost. <laughs> like well, he can like eat the people around him sort of like he's he put himself on top of the pyramid. Yeah, I think like he yeah. in if we can go back to Clash of the Titans. I think <laughs> in, in in Hannibal's world there is Olympus and there's everybody else. And so I think he th- perceives himself as being on Olympus with like uh, my, um, uh, the brown, uh, the brown guy from like the cute guy from season two. I can't remember his name. Uh, Michael. Oh, Michael. Sorry, I can't remember his name. But his last name was he, uh, his last name was Brown. Yeah. What was his name? I can't remember. The serial killers from the. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Go ahead. And the serial killer with the with the um with the mosaic. Mm. Yeah. So I think he sees other serial killers as may- possibly on his level, but as lower tier gods, like like demigods sort of demigods, thing. Demigods. Yeah. yeah. So I think he sees himself as like sort of like Zeus in a way. That's what I was thinking. Oh, Zeus for. is the worst. Yeah, Zeus <laughs> so is like it's kind of pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I would kind of agree because he kind of explains that too with the therapy sessions with Will. Or like uh, he was saying how uh, when God uh, collapsed a roof on his followers, made him feel powerful. And he's like, when he kills, he feels powerful. So therefore, he is on the same level with God. Again, to bring up yeah. uh, the Vampire Chronicle thing, that's what the stat says. Mm-hmm. About trying to, when he's trying to lessen Louis's uh, guilt over killing people to stay alive, he's like, God kills indiscriminately, and so shall we. Mm-hmm. Man, I cannot wait for that show. I know, right? <laughs> like, I want to see who he gets to play the stat. That'd be fun. And it's interesting. It's a very typical psychopath trait to like just you don't feel any empathy towards who you hurt and kill. Mm-hmm. So he's very much like, mm-hmm. well, and, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, yeah, you're just food to me. Like, do we feel sorry for the chicken I'm eating right now? Not really, but no, it tastes good. But uh, Hannibal <laughs> Hannibal mentions that Gideon is going through terminal restlessness, also known as terminal agitation. It is a particularly distressing form of delirium that sometimes occurs in dying patients. 
It is characterized by spiritual, emotional, or physical restlessness, as well as anxiety, agitation, and cognitive failure. So I think it's, like, it's really interesting to me, like, that he's saying that, ha- like, and he's still got, like, another arm to go through on mm. on Gideon. So I'm like, man, that would suck to go through for, like, let's say five days, five more days. Yeah. You know, like, you know, sorry, you know what's weird about that, too, is, like, you know how Hannibal would stress that um, you can taste fear? Mm-hmm. He says it in a quote later during that dinner scene. But uh, it sounds to be, like, and that's a weird thing, too, with uh, Gideon being a psychopath, too, is he doesn't quite have fear. Mm-hmm. He kind of has a weird acceptance with this whole thing. Yeah. That he, or rather, like a grumpy acceptance, because <laughs> he's pretty pissed that it's happening at all. <laughs> But, like, I'm, I find that interesting that he's trying to feed him this food so he'll taste better. But at the same time, I feel like, yeah, if Gideon has like, even a hint of fear. Then It'll he make won't, the meat taste Yeah, bad. he won't taste good. But then I thought, eh. I think what you were know. saying about Gideon being a psychopath, like, I think he's not in fear for his life. He knows he's going to die. That's mm. like, And so he's just, like, he's just trying to piss off Hannibal to, to either make it quick or just to piss him off and, like, go to wherever he's going after he dies to, yeah. like, just go, I won. Yeah. <laughs> like, I may have lost, like, three limbs, but I won. <laughs> but I really, yeah, like, um, Gideon has nothing to lose, and he's being forced by his own body parts, so I think that it's, it gives him a real power over Hannibal, and I think it comes up later where he's like, if only that company could be Will Graham. Yeah, when he's just really... And Gideon just, like, put it in it and twist in the knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, if only your boy was here instead of me. <laughs> I love how sassy he gets. Yeah, I'm just like, right. damn it, Gideon. The more, like, less he loses, the more sassy he gets. <laughs> like, I hate this. <laughs> but uh, the scene, and to get back into more Interview with the Vampire, the scene of Hannibal and Bedelia dancing in Florence reminds me of that scene in uh, the the movie version of Interview with the Vampire where Claudia and Louis are, da- are dancing in Paris. Mm. It was, like, a very similar scene. It was really beautiful. And I really like how Bedelia, like, looks in this whole thing. Like, not that she looks beautiful, but, like, she has, like, subtleties in her performance that make, like, she looks down a lot. Like, she's smiling when she's dancing with Hannibal, but it seems like it's more of a performance than Mm. any actual happiness on her part. Like, when she looks at the guy that he's going to probably kill later, and she's just like, um. I know. It's, like, really weird. It's, like, she's, uh, she's aware of the game. She Mm -hmm. knows what's happening, and it's just... She's a weird observer, mm. almost a passive observer, but at the same time not, because she has the a power to do something but does nothing. So it's really, it, it comes up later when he asks her, are you observing or participating? There is no observing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By observing, you're participating, because you're not helping <laughs> somebody <laughs> live. <laughs> so, but I really love yeah. that whole scene. It just like, um, Jillian Anderson looks really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Also, I will get hate for this, but I was uh, looking up, uh, stuff uh, about this whole scene and I found out a bunch of blind items about the possibility of uh, extracurricular activities between Mass Mickelson and Gillian Anderson which I didn't really believe but I'm like ooh attractive <laughs> so like in that they were having an affair oh no way yeah but mm. I'm like Mass too crazy in love with his wife yeah, yeah. no he's like He's like crazy in love with his wife. And I was anytime, so, like anytime, interviewers or anybody try and ask him, like, so like, yeah, what do you think of your co-star? You know, it's, it's so so beautiful. It's like, who do you think is the most beautiful? His response is always my wife. And <laughs> that it's so like, cute. who do you think is the most second beautiful? And then he'd be like, my daughter. <laughs> 
so it's like <laughs> he can't catch him. You know, he's he's he can't catch he's, him tripping. He's too loyal. Yeah, I was surprised by how many damn blind items there were about that. Like, um, I know Jillian Anderson was seeing David Duchovny for a long time, but like she had been married for a very long time. I don't know. It's just like gossip, probably. But it so, probably is just I something saw, that. It's like it, I hope no one sends me hate for repeating it. I just found it a lot when I was looking stuff up. Well, in the, <laughs> I don't know if you've uh, yet to listen to any of the commentary from uh, any of the seasons yet. Mm. Well, I listened to the commentary for uh, this episode because I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> and Jillian Anderson is uh, in there talking about how her favorite thing uh, is uh, the Aster. Do you like uh, Mads in a suit or Mads in a leather jacket? She's like, Mads in a leather jacket. <laughs> She's like, he's so handsome. <laughs> But no, it's, her comments are completely professional. You know, like yeah. that—that's probably like the only time where she's like, "Oh, he's oh, so he's handsome. Cute, yeah. mm-hmm. He's handsome." You know, <laughs> and it's just, yeah. So yeah, it's all, it's all lies, gossip, yeah. horrible gossip. Yeah, I have here. just hopeful for something interesting. Yeah, to it's yeah. like there's nothing that juicy. I have two fun facts. Um, okay. So <laughs> the whole stuff shot in Paris is still Toronto. All of it. Really. It's shot from certain angles. Um, I do believe they did get some B-roll, though, in Paris, but the actual actors and stuff aren't there. Mm. It's all just a little bit uh, cinched together. But when he pulls up to the building, uh, just at the party, and he takes off his helmet, that whole giant side building he's beside is Toronto, and then the back part is a green screen screen of Paris. But almost all of it is shot in Toronto. And I thought, that's very clever. <laughs> Almost everything in the episode is shot in Toronto. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, to make to look like Paris and Florence. Toronto looks so much like Paris. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Paris with years ago. But yeah, there's a few there's a few B-roll shots. Like, they actually did go to Paris and Florence, but most yeah, of it... Like moving the crew there would be, like, Yeah, insane, the budget, yeah. mostly, it's just all fake. What was my other fact? Where did it go? Poop. Oh, okay. Here's a fact one. for you. I anyway, think waltzing is really nice. <laughs> yeah, waltzing is pretty cool, yeah. I actually really like that scene. I Do rich people waltz? waltz yeah. Like, is that oh, their that's like, the Friday night? <laughs> yeah, apparently it's very, um, you know, Upper to do, class. to know how to, really? to, know how to waltz and dance. I need to dance. get in on this. <laughs> uh, but apparently, fun fact, uh, Mass doesn't dance outside of work. If the job calls for him to dance, he'll do it. Otherwise, he doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't dance with his wife? Apparently not. <laughs> well, that's well the, she's a dancer, too. She's a dancer, too. But I think yeah. that's that's the thing. Dancing became work, you know? Yeah. And, and that's how you separate the two. So I'm sure they probably have the occasional, you know, just two-step in. I'm sure. But, like, really fancy dancing? Mm-hmm. It's work only. Yeah. Apparently. That's what I read in the interview. So. Oh, that's cool. I do like when they return to his house. Um... Like, and he tells Bedelia, I've killed hardly anyone. Yeah, since our state. And it's like how sweet of him to control himself. Did you say hardly? Uh, He said hardly. I've hardly killed anybody during our residence. (laughs) And I was like, something sounds bored. (laughs) It's like I've contained myself. I love when he unzips her dress too, and she goes to the bathroom and she's like, starts to undress. And I like how they kind of drop like a subtle hint, like, oh, are these two fucking? No, I know that sounds very rude, but or very. Uh, I I I, don't I thought they, they were together in this I, episode. I thought that's the whole like reason why she went with him to I be could, with him. Well, apparently, uh, when I hear that this is uh, or that the fan theories that I've read is this is supposed to be reminiscent of the books where Hannibal ends up with Clarice. Yeah, and he brainwashes. And her uh, mm-hmm. he kind of brainwashes her, and that's how she controls him is with sex, apparently. 
And this is supposed to be reminiscent of that. This is how she's staying alive is by... I didn't think... Like, but at the same time, they leave it... And uh, the spoiler alert a little bit. They still leave it kind of hanging in the air. Whether they've actually... Yeah. Like, there's a scene later. It's coming up where he's, like, standing with her. He's shirtless and she's, like, in a robe and they're, like, drinking wine. But that's it. <laughs> it looks like it looks like post uh, postcoital, <laughs> you know, hanging or and talking. They could just be sexy friends who yeah. drink wine together. I mean, <laughs> exactly. They're absolutely... we're doing it right now. <laughs> Cheers to that. I, it's I like, like I have that. friends that I don't have sex with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It could be very well that, and it's very platonic, and it's just. You know, I read it as platonic, like because like. But a lot of people think, like, I've read lots of fan theories, they think that they're actually doing it. why would she go with him if it's just, like, purely platonic? I think it's, um... Exactly, that's the question. (laughs) It's like, what's she getting out of it? That's the big question right there. The only thing, and then someone said that she, like, it comes up later in the show again, um, this theory is uh, that she's his uh, hostage. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And that's, this is how she's staying alive, is just kind of going along with his uh, charade. Well, do you think he might have asked her to come with him when he, like, ran away? Because, you know, she he kind of owes him for helping her. I don't... You know what? I feel like... Because we <clears throat> see that flashback, right? Mm-hmm. The sexy sour scene. <laughs> like, move your cock out of the way! <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it almost... You know, I almost flatly want someone to tell me. I want Brian Fuller to tell me. It's like... Or are they, were they fucking... Yeah, A, were they fucking, you know, like, does, uh, did she go along voluntarily? Here, I'll tweet it right now. Were they fucking? (laughs) Yeah, I can't tweet it For the podcast. (laughs) The fans need to know. (laughs) Serious fans need to know. Okay, but I personally thought that it it had very abusive relationship dynamics, like that whole bit about her sneaking out to to run away. Yeah, oh, I was going to talk about that too. And the fact that he had something on her. And she could easily be a hostage in that case, like because he he knows about her killing her her patient, her patient. Yeah, it's finally revealed. She right? hid it and with him, but now he can hang that over her. Like, okay, you telling me, I'll tell on you. You go to jail, bitch, and sort mm-hmm. of thing. Not that he'd ever say bitch, but um, <laughs> but it just bothers me that like that like yeah, it's sexy, but like the fact that she has these looks where she's conveying a lot of sadness and a mm. lot of fear freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it was why I couldn't really watch Jennifer Jones, cause, or Jennifer Jones, Jessica Jones, uh, the, the superhero show. Cause, oh, like, the Marvel one. Yeah, the, the Marvel one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, because it was just giving me intense flashbacks, because, like, the whole scene with her remembering uh, the sexual assault she had been through, like, mm. it was just fucking getting to me. Like, it's mm. just like, oh, like PTSD stuff. But and this, in this case, too, because she's so, um, she's so guarded. Mm. I really love that. Like, because she's not letting him in, but he knows that he has this control over her, because you see it at the end. Mm-hmm. But um, for funny everything, I feel like such a nerd. But I only recognized they were now in Italy because of the Assassin's Creed games. And I'm like, oh, I climbed that. <laughs> they were in Florence. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, they're in Florence now. I climbed that. <laughs> so. I love those games. Oh yeah, Assassin's Creed uh, Two. So, Assassin's Creed cool. Two. Yeah, I remember I was I watched a trailer of that and I was begging everybody, can you play that game so I can watch? Because I didn't play games very much. And then they're like, no, if you want to see what's going on, <laughs> you, you go to play yourself. Like, so I, I went and got Assassin's Creed 2, and I played that shit, and I loved it. <laughs> and I tried playing 3, but it sucked. Uh, the one with the mohawk in it, my friend is actually the voice actor for the villain. Ooh. Oh, really? Shout out to Mr. Martin in, uh, in Mohawk Territory, Quebec. Ooh. I'm 
<laughs> doing my hand gestures. <laughs> but um, so we got into the scene. Uh, JJ mentioned. In the shower? Uh, okay, the time in the tub makes me wonder if Adelia is with him willingly. Oh. I know we brought that up. Or just felt like she needed to do it to save her life. It's like, it could go either way, which I really enjoy. Like, mm. I, I do like that she could be with him willingly, or she could be his... I don't think she's a psychopath, personally. Because no. she is going through a lot of things, but I don't think she's with him willingly. And, well, like, my question is that, did he ask her to go with him? Or like, to, the to find, yeah. <laughs> or to, like, to find him, like, later. Because why did she go back to her old place if she's trying to, like, get away from him? Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. Because, like, this whole episode's confusing to me. Like, I'm in a haze right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> explain to me. You're like, wake me up when we get to Red Dragon. <laughs> but anyway, uh, speaking of the house. Hannibal is not one to sunblaze naked, it seems. He has those really distinct tan lines, which I was like... <laughs> 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 I know, right? Even through the blurry glass, you're like, like, that's a really white bottom, sir. <laughs> but uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff. This scene was why we could not record without JJ, because there was actually a Facebook conversation we, the three of us had where she was away, where uh, she said, well, why don't you guys record the first episode without me? And I'm like, this is the episode where Hannibal is naked. We need you here. <laughs> <laughs> very true. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. For waiting. Yeah, because it was such a nice shot because I, I love um, female gaze. <laughs> like, female gaze and anything just makes me happy, especially when it's a good-looking guy. Oh, yeah. Like, hey. Oh, yeah. Just that hairy chest and well tan. It's all wet. I just like hairy chest. It's Mads Mikkelsen. That's my thing. Like, he's so cute. He has nice legs, too. Yeah, it's just it's just so daddy in that entire fucking scene. I'm just like, oh my gosh. The word daddy is tossed around a lot these days. Yeah. You know what sucks? I thought of you guys when I watched that scene. You know what sucks is, I can, you know, it's official. I cannot call my father daddy, daddy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> since, since I started liking mass, that's when I started hearing that term. That happened, like, that word came out, like, a couple years ago, didn't Yeah, it? yeah. Right, like, like it really was, became popular. It like, kind of it, was recent. Yeah, like well, uh, like it was, was already around. In, Daddy? Yeah. It was already around in certain circles, obviously, mm-hmm. and it was a thing. But it was like a subculture thing, and now it's like super popular, and everyone fucking says it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what sucks is I can't. Say. <laughs> and you know what sucks? My dad hasn't said anything, but he's noticed. He because I call him I call him da. Or pa. Oh, you used to call him daddy. I used all to the call time? him daddy. I, it was call just a thing. I yeah. still call him daddy. It's like thanks for the internet yeah. ruining daddy. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom will <laughs> still say she, she'll say go uh, go tell your dad or she'll say she'll say go tell your daddy and then I'll be like okay and then I'll be like <laughs> and I think he's noticed but he hasn't said anything. <laughs> has, but I think has he been on the internet? <laughs> but I think it's because he think I, I I'm speculating because I'm never gonna fucking ask him. Um, I started saying grandpa since my niece was born. Mm-hmm. I'll be like hey grandpa. So I think he likes that better. So it's I fine. Think that's a good oh, transition. Yeah, it's a good transition. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now that's under my my vernacular now, and it means a dirty thing. Daddy. It's a good thing. Just call me dad. Yeah. <laughs> Quite awful. Oh, crazy. Yeah, but I, I think that daddy is a term as a sexual in a sexualized context. It means basically Mad- Mass Mickelson, like an older gentleman who has lived a while. And like could take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's mostly its term. It just means yeah, an older <laughs> an older man who can afford to take, take care, care of you. you. Yeah. So in in essence, you wouldn't technically have to be able to work. Mm-hmm. They give you money and gifts and whatever. Not always in exchange for sex. Sometimes it's just for your company. Mm-hmm. But still, usually sex is in there. So. Yeah. <laughs> Saying. 
but yeah, this is a really nice scene. Everyone on the show has such fancy ass guns. I love the guns on the show. I was gonna. I made a note here. Yeah, it's I so have, easy to have fucking guns in America. Yeah. Did you see the kind of guns she had? Yeah, okay, I have the model here. It's a, it's an SIG Sour P two two six. It's also a similar gun to what uh, Will uses. Will mm. uses a, an FBI issued P two two six. The only difference is his is one tone, but Dealey's is two. So I thought it was a Desert Eagle at first, but it looked a bit too small, so mm. I had to check it out. I'm a gun person, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but I love that, like, she has, she's packing, basically. I we should go that. to a gun range sometime. <laughs> do we have to? I went to Do one, we have a gun range here? We do, yeah, but you have to be a member or something. Uh, or well, just hand them out. Well, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, when, it's uh, not Vegas. Well, when, uh, when Celeste's, um, when Celeste's brother-in-law and her sister got married, uh, we went, in Vegas, uh, a bunch of us went to the gun range, and man, that was fun. <laughs> it was like, so, like they fired off a fifty caliber round, and was the loudest thing I'd ever heard. They're like, fifty cal! And I'm like, yes. why are they yelling? And then, and then you hear the shot go off, and you're like, oh! <laughs> Big boom. Like, That's what happened to me, too, two years later when I went back to Vegas, and I went to the gun range with my friend, and it was... I'm I'm sort of like a rabbit. Like, I don't like loud things. <laughs> so I, I was, I was, it was fun. But it was also very loud, and mm. I didn't like it. <laughs> and that did happen when I was there. Like, just big, like, boom. I was like, technical, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, I just love Bedelia's whole scene in there. Again, we come back to why was she there? Was mm. she there to encounter Hannibal? Was she there to kill him? Was she there to team up? I don't know, because, like, well... Like, well, maybe he sent her a message, be like, beat me at your place, and she's like, okay, I'll go there. <laughs> I'm going to tweet it, blindfold it again. This is her. Well, I personally think, I, th- I think it's just supposed to be reminiscent of, since we're doing like this weird alternate universe thing with Hannibal, this is what this, this entire show is, an alternate universe. I feel like this is what it is. It's inspired by the en- the end game from the books of uh, Hannibal and Clarice hanging together, you know, in Europe supposedly and doing their thing and killing people. And this is supposed to be what it is. But at the same time, I feel like uh, they played it up in such a way because it was, this whole season was supposed to be something different. This is why we suddenly, like, I don't, I don't want to spoil alert, but halfway through we're going to jump to a whole other uh, plot line. And it's just <laughs> because they were getting canceled. So they squished, um. like, it sounds like uh, another season in this one. Just to get everything out of the way. Yeah, yeah, so it was supposed to be five seasons. That was what Brian Fuller planned. And then we were supposed to be in Europe the entire time. And then we were supposed to jump Which to Red Dragon. Me. And then from Red Dragon, we were supposed to go back and... Uh, into Clarice, yeah. Yes, into Clarice. Uh, that didn't happen. So I feel like uh, Brian Fuller had to switch stuff around. And that's why... Like, I honestly think... I don't know if Bedelia was ever actually supposed to be there. I really don't know. And then it beca- then they had to switch it around because mm. of stuff. Which know. would have sucked because I wanted to know exactly what happened with Bedelia and her patient. Like, that's what I really wanted to know. That like, some... why she attacked? Yeah, why did he attack her? Why did What was she so afraid of? Why did she retire? That sort of stuff. Did so... we see that in last season? Or uh, they... No, we didn't. Comes... We see it in this season. What right, happens. right, okay. Not to spoil, but, it, like, I'm not giving the... They'll explain story. what happened. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I do love Hannibal's toned-down suits. Like, I know it's only the first episode, and, like, the, uh, the suit he's wearing as he comes out of the university... Nice. And, like, it has a nice little <laughs> collar open and stuff. I'm like, he's not wearing those creepy-ass couch suits he always Which wears. One? Like, it's, like, a brown suit with, like, a nice little, sh- like, top thing. And it's really nice. Like, he's wearing it when he comes out of his office and he meets the TA. Who I'm going to keep calling the TA. 
I think it's Azir. I don't even yeah. know his name. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the, the annoying guy. You mean the gold the, suit? The gold suit, yeah. It's oh, like brown. Th- you colorblind? <laughs> fucking gold, <laughs> man. Gold, whatever. It's like the gold. Brown, it's a neutral tone. No, it's gold. <laughs> it's not gold. I yes, it is. Tone. I'm going to fucking Google this right Google now. Google it now. I'm sorry, well, I don't mean to swear. <laughs> Get well, all mad. Well, she's Googling. We've come to the <laughs> Under the Table True Crime segment. And so the Undertable the True Crime segment is going to be short this week because it's a develop it's a developing case. So uh, this week's segment is on Bruce MacArthur, the alleged quote finger serial killer that was recently arrested in Toronto for the murder of five men. As with all Canadian serial killers who murder within a marginalized community, the community was going to the cops and saying some shit was going down, and the cops were like, you watch too much Law and Order. <laughs> Bruce McCall- MacArthur is a jovial grandpa who posted anti-Trump content in cat videos on Facebook. He was close to his family, he vacationed a lot, and was a big presence in the local gay village of Toronto located near Church Street. He was also a part-time mall Santa. He owned a landscape business, and it was discovered recently that the landscapes he worked on were also the places where he disposed of the bodies of his victims. A property linked to MacArthur at Mallory Crescent in Midtown Toronto, the cops discovered dismembered skeletal remains in the bottom of large planters that belong uh, to at least three yet-to-be-identified people. Mm. The woman who lives there now said, said that she let MacArthur keep tools at the house. The case is developing, as I said, uh, with MacArthur expected to make an appearance in court in the next few weeks. There's a lot of controversy surrounding his case, as the men he is accused of murdering were gay men of Sikh and Punjabi origin, and cases of missing men tied to MacArthur go back as far as 2010. Despite the community of Church Street going to the cops with their concerns about their missing friends, the cops were hesitant to say that they were tied. MacArthur has been charged with beat had been charged with beating a man in the early two thousands and had been told to stay away from Church Street and to not take a- amyl nitrates, which is poppers, popular drug in the gay community. Uh, however, many on Church Street said he and his landscaping van were a common sight in the area, and he was on many gay dating websites such as Mam Jam and Silver Daddies. I know we just mentioned daddies. He was not a daddy. Mm. Look up his picture. He's a terrible looking guy. <laughs> Um, and also, I found out that a few bars and restaurants in the Church Street area still have planters given to them by MacArthur. So, a lot of people have been putting them out in the streets. Uh, but some of the planters, uh, obviously, if you had a planter with a body in it, it would smell very, very bad. So, if it doesn't stink now, it's not. there's probably nothing in it. So, hmm. take that to heart. But yeah, there's probably... Good to know. <laughs> well, you know what? It depends. It also depends on the body part and what's actually in there. Because yeah. what actually smells is uh, a lot of time is the like... The decomposition. The decomposition and a lot of what's in the belly. Yeah. In the, in the, in, you know, in the, in the body cavity. That's usually what people are smelling. When it's in limbs and stuff, it's usually not as bad. And I have a feeling like you probably like, you know, chopped it up into pieces. and then I think you probably de-skinned it too. So, because yeah. like, like skeletal remains don't stink. Yeah, and like actually, um, body parts actually make very good uh, fertilizer. Yeah, as we see <laughs> in cupping scenes, that's, that's nature for you. Yeah, I know, right? As it comes up, we get it's to see how gold. It's, uh, <laughs> it's glory. It looks kind of brown. 
long. It looks pretty tan to me. Yeah, it looks like a, an Ugg boot. That's what it looks like. An Ugg boot. <laughs> okay, well, it's a tanny gold, but okay. I'm just saying it's not brown. It was my it's point. It's brownish. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so speaking of uh, gardens being fed by the bodies of people, mm. uh, Hannibal Snail Garden, is that what Beverly saw in season two? Ooh. I really want to know what she saw. I'm going to text Brian Fuller right now. <laughs> Third message. <laughs> It's like, damn it, what did, what did you We're say? We're doing a podcast, we need answers now. You know what actually answers me a lot? Well, he doesn't answer, but he likes a lot of the stuff I uh, tweet. Is uh, Michael Green, sc- screenwriter with Brian Fuller mm. for American Gods. He actually likes a lot of the stuff that I, I tweet, so I'm just like, hey. <laughs> It's like, sorry, Michael, I'm just using you to get to Brian. <laughs> my face, my, my, uh, my resume, and my spec script for Hannibal. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so, like, I'm tempted, like, really, just to be a fucking full-on nerd and just send my resume to them, just be like, can you forward this on to who's making the, the Anne Rice, the, you know, the Vampire Chronicle show? He's you should like, write oh. a spec script. Like, is, like, that's what people do. Like, men, like, I men know, I've take been, a chance, uh, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've been, I've been out of, like, the Anne Rice world for a, for a long time. Like, I'm very familiar with it. I grew up with it in my teens and early 20s. But then I, I completely stopped reading after well, Blood and Gold, I think. Blood and Gold. Oh, my just, God. Okay. Just before um, it was rumored that Lestat was supposed to die in the next book. So I still actually haven't read that book. And then I learned that he didn't die. And so I'm like, oh, okay. But then by then I had already outgrown the, the books, books yeah. and what they did for me. You know, I was, I was, like, you know what I, 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 I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you know, I related to those books. I related to vampires because I felt like an outsider. But I felt like I found a community now. I was more grown up. You know, I had. And you didn't need them anymore. Yeah, I need. Yeah, I didn't need them to. You know, well, like I, I, I outgrew them in a good way. Mm. You know, they served their purpose. Exactly. Sometimes it's nice to go back though and read yeah. those books again. And be I've like, been thinking oh, about it. I've been feeling that way when I read that part. Well, and you can always <laughs> learn new things because, like, um, like The Hobbit and Tolkien are some of my favorite works ever. Like, mm. uh, and I read The Lord of the Rings when I was nine. What? And I did not get Lord of the Rings when I was I nine. like picked up a book when I was like twenty one. I was like, screw this, this is a lot of words. <laughs> so I can't even imagine you reading it. Well, I'm nine years old. Yeah, so I read it read it when I was nine but didn't really understand it. When I read it again when I was sixteen, things finally started making sense in it. Like uh just about the idea of loss. Loss in culture. That's what I like. I think you get new things out of it if you read it again. That's true. I'd probably come come to it now with a de- like a better understanding, more mm. mature. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the time, you're just kind of like, this is so gothy. This is so, so sexy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> now I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably look at it so differently. Well, because, so. like, I remember, um, okay, uh, I don't know if I told my Anne Rice story on here, but one time I wrote her a fan letter when I was, like, 12, and I said, hey, are you ever going to write a book about Marius? And she sent me a, an autograph picture back in the letter that said, yeah, I'm thinking about it. And she wrote Blood and Gold, like, the mm. next year, I think. I can't remember how old I was. But anyway, I sent her a fan letter. Yeah, I yeah. still have the autograph at my house, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my parents' house, by the way, not mine. Uh, it's with, with all my goth stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> that I keep from my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god! Oh, uh, so did we get to the dinner scene where? Yeah, the- she's eating oysters. Can I say yes. how? Uh, Bertina, like checked out Hannibal in the shower. Like yeah. she actually like looked down and like up. Like, I know, right, 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 Definitely checked him out. <laughs> Sorry, because she's a smart lady. <laughs> okay, now we can go to dinner. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm back to hating all of Hannibal's fancy foods. 
Oysters just look gross to me. Like, oysters just look... You know what? Yeah, me too. To me, the oysters actually, for once, look delicious in, no, in, in the scene. Like, I don't like the oysters. I don't like the way they smell. I don't like any of that stuff. Oh, I dropped my papers. <laughs> but for once, thanks to the cinematography that's aces in this show, I was actually kind of like, man, that actually... I noticed they, they upped their game mm. with, like... With close-ups yeah, and filming, just like, like just like uh, like focusing on certain parts too. Like mm-hmm. it was very artistic, and I kind of like that. Like even with lot. the the beginning part where they, like the thing and they open up the oyster and you see that gooey part, you're kind of like, eh? and then the, <laughs> then it's like, and then it's like, and then it's like, it's like, hey, that actually looks good. I almost want to like a that <laughs> show. <laughs> like yes, I loved it. <laughs> I know, I like, I, I can't talk, there. I wish I, I was more, um, articulate and had a better, like, uh, I don't know, playbook of words to describe <laughs> stuff, but I don't, so I use sound effects and I use a lot of gestures, <laughs> which you can't see. Same. I think like oysters, though, oysters just look like, if you, if a creature carries Isn't its it house on its back, it's just gross to me. I never tried oysters, I won't try because I don't like seafood, but aren't they, like, super gooey? Yeah, gooey, soft type mm-hmm. stuff. Is it um, something? They are, they're, they're very, very chewy. Yeah, if you, mm. they're kind of like, uh. They're a little bit like, uh, what do you call it, uh, octopus and uh, squid. What do you call it? Uh, calamari. Calamari. Mm. A little bit like calamari. Okay. At, at this dinner, fun fact mm. uh, about me. <laughs> the <laughs> sex joke went completely over my head the first time, and it was, and it took Tumblr to enlighten me. <laughs> That's how fucking, like, I was like, what? Which scene is this? The dinner, <laughs> the dinner, the dinner yeah. scene. Like where... Oh, when you mean eating, like the kissing? When, he's, when she's he eating? was asking if they're going to do a threesome? Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't even fucking catch <laughs> yeah, the threesome So Celeste caught it. I know. And I was just like, <laughs> it's like, is it that kind of party? It's like, no, it's not that kind of party. And at the time, I was, yeah, when I first watched it, I was like, hmm? Hmm? Huh? Back and forth. And like, hmm? <laughs> it's like you're at the dinner. See, I yourself. still have a little bit of innocence in me. <laughs> It's surprisingly because I'm the one who's exceptional, <laughs> and I'm the one who caught it. No, I like fuck, fuck my life. I don't know. <laughs> but speaking of food making things taste better, I've apparently heard that pineapple makes semen taste better. I've never, I've never tried I, it. It's got. I have a funny story about that. <laughs> I actually didn't know that, but I went to um, a pumpkin. A pumpkin carving party, and they like, talked about that. Had no idea, went over my head, and everybody like stared at me, <laughs> like you don't, you didn't know that. Like, <laughs> how innocent are you? I was like, it's pretty, pretty innocent. Pretty innocent. <laughs> yeah, another another thing about my dad. <laughs> so my dad was trying to get healthy for a long time, and that's all he was drinking was pineapple juice. <laughs> so sure enough, you know, my husband was like, one time he's just like, if you want. I'll drink pineapple juice. And I was like, what? And he told me why. And then I was like, well, shit. Because <laughs> then all I thought about was my own father trying to get healthy. Oh, no. And I was like, you know what? I'm sorry, but we're not going to be doing anything for a while until that thought goes away. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. It's such a pretty <laughs> I know. It's like he's been... He's just trying to live his life. He's just trying to live his life. He's trying to be healthy. <laughs> Trying to be a dad and a father and a grandfather. On a side note, that's pretty considerate of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my husband was trying to be considerate, but still, it's just like. <sighs> well, I, I can understand the the 
the uh, what should call it? Like uh, food changing your taste because like uh, your like your girly bits are so tight. Oh, like I can't even say <laughs> I like saying girly bits better. <laughs> I like girly. Bits. Okay, your girly bits are your are vagina so, are so sensitive <laughs> to what you what you eat and drink. Right? Mm. If you drink too much soda, you get like yeast infections. It's terrible. Mm. And so like even if you eat like um, yogurt with uh, with cultures in it, like it's apparently really good for your vaginal health because like of like the the flora and fauna in there. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Like, it's like, a, well, I'll, nev- I'll never drink cranberry juice because then everybody knows why you're drinking cranberry juice out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My friends like, trying to get healthy. don't really care. Cranberry <laughs> juice know, they'll like it. If it's already part of your thing, then that's fine. But if you drink it out of nowhere, then People everybody will know why you're drinking fucking cranberry juice. Like, I remember one time my mom, like, yeah, we're going back to my parents here. <laughs> This out of nowhere, my mom started drinking cranberry juice for, like, a month. And I was like, what's with the cranberry juice? And then one time I was like, did you want cranberry juice? Because I thought it was her new favorite juice. And she goes, no, I don't need it anymore. And I was like, ah. <laughs> And then I got older. And then I was and like, you oh. you finally understand. Is that what that was? I love this episode just because, like, we were learning things that ruined Joy's <laughs> <laughs> part of life. <laughs> Welcome to Hannibal Tony Abachi. Season 3, they were <laughs> Learning, breaking all kinds of innocence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, but like that whole dinner scene made me uncomfortable because I hate um, innuendo because it embar- it secondhand embarrasses me. Like I, I hate innuendo. Every time I see it on TV, I'm like all grossed out. Like, it was funny too because like during that whole scene, I caught the whole cannibalism talk that was going on in there. But yeah, the sex part just completely flew over. <laughs> I'm actually kind of amused by the whole thing. Why we have like different views on this dinner party? <laughs> What is that? I like Sonia's grossed out, <laughs> and, and, and everything went and over JJ's head. JJ's like, "Yeah, getting ready to eat the guy." Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, go figure. And that was my. Oh, to be fair, that was my first time watching it. Okay. Now, now I know. I know Someone better. needs to watch and draw fan art of us sitting at that table with yeah. on the opposite side of the table, just going. Yeah. Yeah. This was me, like, trying to hold in a laugh. Like, yeah. And I'm just, like, eating Wendy's there. And I'm like, Hannibal, like, do you have any ketchup? <laughs> and there's the Mimi me, me, me going, like, mm-hmm. smiling innocently. What's happening? <laughs> Acorns? <laughs> and me and uh, Celeste are trying to hide our snails. And so yeah. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> or our oysters. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> but, uh, so, the scene with Bedelia going back and forth to the butcher shop, I think it is, like... Uh, I think, I think it's, like, a weird, fancy-ass corner like grocer. Yeah, like, a grocer. <laughs> like, she goes only in Europe to the yeah. same place, at, uh, twice this episode. And there, there's a visible reason why when she looks at the camera when mm. she's sitting on the train. I love her Carmen Sandiego outfit. Yeah, I said, I've had that in my notes right here. <laughs> Bedelia's blue outfit is giving me Carmen Sandiego vibes. Yeah. Even though I hate Hannibal for basically treating her like a pet, the clothing he's putting her in is on point. Mm. But I do think that her try, uh, setting up a routine like that, so people mm. notice, is her trying to get away. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was really interesting. I wrote a note on that. It said, Bedelia on train camera, trying to leave or leaving breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably, well, as we... Cause Cause I'm going to spoil it for you, Celeste. <laughs> Do you want me to, like, close my ears? <laughs> no, because, no, like, because um, like, uh, going by the events of season two, we know that Hannibal is uh, on the run. Mm. He probably has his picture with Interpol and, like, various uh, organizations of law enforcement all over the world. So people are looking for him. Mm. Uh, if they find out that Bedelia is with him, they're probably looking for her, too. And so it's, like, it's her trying to say, like, hey... 
right here. Here's my face. Here's my face. I believe. But that's the interesting thing too. Is like I kind of like how uh, he still integrates himself into high society because Mm. obviously, like, it's almost weird how being in high society is actually a very safe place to be because no one would think your fellow rich buddy, your fellow intellectual, would be a killer. Well, that's how all of them get away. Like uh, Paul Bernardo. Everybody else have like a mask during these like sort of big parties yeah like they're they're they're, um high society is very what's the word um exclusive Mm. so of course like um your regular like james gordon gotham cop is not going to be in that position to be in that type of environment like exactly sorry i'm watching too much damn gotham (laughs) (laughs) unless unless he somehow ended up in a fancy party that was also a slash gangster party but i Mm -hmm. think he would already know that Mm -hmm. by association Mm -hmm. he would he probably knows everybody around who they're associated with and all that so any anytime he got an invite to even like anything that was reminiscent of an actual gangster party he'd probably be like no i'm good thanks yeah i mean he's not hanging out with royalty either like so it's no. not like um it's, it's just upper like class the, the upper class people of florence are the same people that are upper class in paris and upper class in mm-hmm. London. back like, in baltimore yeah it's yeah, just it's like, like they don't know each other so it's not like they're gonna be like oh yeah this young handsome like this middle-aged handsome man like is teaching dante at the mm. Florence university like exactly I just got a thought like he stole someone's identity right yeah yeah he stole the professor's identity why <laughs> uh, so he could he could continue to live as uh, an intellectual like in a but he class. can create his own reputation on by himself yeah it would be easier to just kind of leech off of somebody else's identity one that's already established Mm. one that uh, a community of people already kind of kind of know like i think a lot of people know the name but didn't actually know the face yeah so it's easy to take like i don't know jj if you if the same thing but we know film people in town like Mm. like we know we know names you hear the same names names but but rarely do we actually meet them in person i know people will be like have we met before and i'll be like no like we've been on the same show our names have been floating around but no we've never actually met i remember i met someone the one who offered me the job recently she thought we have already met and i was like no like uh so like she knew my name from stuff floating around and i just met her tina mentioned my sister tina mentioned her name like once like forever tina, ago. Friend of the show. yeah <laughs> yeah so we never actually met but then when we found we met on set when i was in toronto and uh She's like, hey, like we were old buddies. And I just I just ignored the the thing the itch to say, we've never actually met, man, but hey, I I like your memory of like, like meeting people. Like if that happened to me, I'd be like, Oh hey, what's up? So nice to see you again. Like, well it's really weird. Like sometimes it's well I'm gonna sound like a bitch here, but important people I remember meeting. Someone who that could be sense. beneficial for yeah. my career, I'll remember. But usually Joe Schmo, I sometimes I don't remember meeting them. Well, a uh, funny thing happened just before you guys got here. Um, I got a bunch of texts, and they, they referred to me by name, but I had no clue who this person was. And they're like, oh, yeah. It's, uh, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, who's this? And she's like, Jackie. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she, and she keeps talking to me like, oh, I'm meeting Mary at uh, the Boston Pizza in, at Polo Park. And I was like, Cool. And I was trying to figure out who she was. And so I was like, um, I don't have your phone information saved in my phone. Could you send me your last name so I can put it in my in my phone contact? She's like, Sonia, it's me. And I'm like, I don't know who this is. And then she's like, maybe I got the wrong number. Is this Sonia? And I'm like, yes, it's Sonia. And she's like, well, the Sonia I know has known me for five years. And I'm like, I'm oh. sorry. And then I was like, I only know like one 
Jackie. I only know three Jackies and they don't spell it the way you do. Like, I know this, I know a Jackie from work. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, Sonia, this is the Jackie from work. I just called the wrong one. What? That was so weird. Sorry, I just to bring up that story, but it was no, like, it's so random. Yeah, yeah, you just, should have, like, joined them. Like, they're all so Like, they were going for fishbowl drinks, and I'm like, I guess a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I got things to do. <laughs> but I haven't met Jackie in real life except at work. Like, I've met her through, like, emails that we've gotten. Well, exactly, right? There's also, like, uh, uh, I've been E, in, as it's called, E introduced to people. Mm. So there are times where people think, like, yeah, we've, you know, yeah, I've been nice to meet. And I'm like, no, we've only been talking online this entire time through emails <laughs> and whatever. And then it's like, hey, how are you? <laughs> so like, but do you think it would be easy, like, say if a Celeste was a psychopathic killer, would she yes. be able yes. to? Would she be able to break into? Like, say, my friend Kara Mumford's coming to town. My friend Kara uh, Mumford. She's a really well-known filmmaker. Like, she's a really awesome person. Anyway, mm. if Celeste, uh, if if Kara Mumford came here and Celeste killed her and took her identity, would people notice right away? I think no, so. I am a, I'm a small name in this town. <laughs> I'd probably well, I mean, leave the house. If you, if you guys <laughs> realize it, then yes. Well, I'm not definitely. sure what Celeste Endgame would be, but uh, I know if like. Because I already know what Celeste looks like. I think a filmmaker is probably a poor example only because uh, it's a very visual medium. Mm-hmm. Even people who are behind the scenes, a lot of the time, you, you still got to put your face out there because you're more than one thing half the time. You're not just uh, a director. You're also a writer, producer, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're, you're multiple things. You have to be. So I, I imagine your face has to get out there at some point Mm. so i think that's a little hard but i think the reason it's able to do this here is because well it's europe you know it's academia it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's academia like you only your face would only be public uh show if you published a paper yeah and then half the time it only depends if your paper is like fucking awesome but didn't he make books yeah but um would his picture be in the book (laughs) that's what i'm thinking because like um the only famous academics i can really really think about is like the most world famous is probably stephen hawking and everybody knows what he looks like but like every freaking like uh every freaking academic when i worked in psychology like you don't know what they look like (laughs) like Mm, i don't know their names yeah so i think it probably like i think he probably planned to take over a professor and then, like, because he found the professor in Paris, so we can assume that the professor probably lived and worked there. Mm. And then he went to Florence and was like, oh, hey, I'm this guy now. But The only thing I can think of is it's possible that he found one academia who was pretty well known. He tried to find one who wasn't too easy to, like, find a photo of mm. that people would know. Maybe he, like, bought his books. And yeah. He didn't include <laughs> yeah, a photo. And he did include photos. It just says a name. And... <clears throat> Like again, there's some there's some writers and whatnot who are very private about that and don't want their face shown, and it's very oh, possible. We're gonna, like, slap our photos on that book. No more face. It's kind of funny. Like um, that scene amused me in the beginning. I forgot to bring it up when we were talking about it. Like um. Oh, what is that guy's name? The TA? Let's call him the TA. It's Anthony. His name is Anthony, you Anthony. people. <laughs> but he, like, bought out one of his books. He's, he's like, fiction about him, for like, God's sake. His books are terrible, but why did he carry it around in his jacket? <laughs> yeah. I, like, I think that was supposed to be his end to the party. Um, he's supposed to... I, th- I think he actually think probably like did... a con man, sort of? I like, think he was supposed to be a con man, yeah. I feel like he wasn't actually invited like to that party. Time. Like, who's to say if it that's actually his name? It's Anthony D- Dimon. That's why we call him T.A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I feel like it was just uh, an in, you know? 
Well, speaking of that, I don't trust the men on the show. Like, the only man I trust on the show is Will Graham. And because everybody's lying. Like, uh, mm. freaking um, the, the QTA, uh, the QTA, the cute um, nurse from the last season was a fucking psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> like, who was obsessed with Will. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it, like, the men are hard to trust on the show. The only good people are the women, usually. Like, it's just like, oh. <laughs> so I don't trust anybody. This is an interesting social I commentary, so, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I wonder if Brian Fuller's even, like, uh, aware that, that he's written that, that a lot of the men are, are liars yeah. and a lot of the women are actually very honest so yeah, yeah the women but they i wonder if that's even the coming from like very... a gay man's perspective too because you know a lot of men will lie to try just to get someone to you know well knowing so. what i know about the men <laughs> <laughs> they're my best gay friends <laughs> but, but like i'm not trying to label gays in, partic- in particular i'm just saying men in general tend well, to be assholes tend yeah. to be uh, assholes and think with, think about one thing so <laughs> i'm just kind of like going from that angle i wonder if he's consciously wrote it that way well, or mm. subconsciously wrote it that well, way well it could be read read from a female perspective too because a lot of women will um like it, it really helps that the show is about serial killers because men on the whole tend to be most uh, the serial killers tend to be mostly men mm. and because it's a very male uh, a very male personality trait to be a serial killer because like they're what are they they're alone they don't have close connections and they do what they want with who they want and so I think that's why it's so easy for a guy to be put into a serial killer role I guess that's why we didn't see very many female serial killers on the show like, and, and plus from an early yeah. age society pressures on men versus women are so different yeah and so the conditioning is different from an early age and what we're taught to worry about what to go after what to strive for start from a very early age so it doesn't surprise me that uh you know like why some serial killer female serial killers usually either follow a man or use poison and stuff because yeah, it's, it's just it yeah. I, I hate to fall in with stereotypes but a lot of the times just the way some women are and the way some men are there's a reason i think that that we see that trend although i'm sure that i haven't done the research but there's probably like one <laughs> or two that fall out of uh Atypical. Well, and a lot of men, like I've noticed in like our film festival goings, me and me and JJ, um, a lot of men will just force their way into things because like no one will tell them no usually. And so I started taking that yeah. on. Where I'll, like uh, I snuck into a party for. You snuck into <laughs> a party? party, yeah, just because I was like, oh yeah, I'm with um, I'm with JJ. So we're just walking. <laughs> like not that they were like guarding the doors or anything, but I'm just like, um, if you act like you're supposed to be there, then mm. people won't kick you out. Like that's how I got into a confidence. Ho- yeah, that's how Get I got you into. Far. <laughs> that's how I got into a hotel in New York with my dad because like they didn't allow visitors in there. You had to be somebody who was either gonna check in or had checked in. So I just lied and said that. We were going to check in. My dad had forgotten his luggage at the airport and was on his way in a car. And that we just wanted to get settled in. So. And luckily for my ass, there was a huge line at the check-in counter. So they're like, oh, just have a seat at the bar. And like, uh, just wait until the line's done. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> awesome, actually. <laughs> man, that was, uh, my dad was just going red and terrified you're going to be thrown out. And I was like, the hell's going to, who cares? Like, if we, yeah, like, it's like the worst that would happen is to say, can you go, yeah. please? Yeah. You know, like, it'd be one line. Like, you didn't sir. book a, like, a hotel when you went No, no, it was the Plaza <laughs> Hotel in New York. Oh. oh like, the good one. The fancy-ass shit. Yeah, me and my dad were um, acting out scenes from movies. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we were, I, I acted out the scene from Mr. Robot where uh, uh, Mr. Robot uh, puts... 
what's his face against the wall at Times Square. So I did that scene with my dad. Well, he didn't mm-hmm. do it. He was too, too nervous. But yeah, like it's, it's something we like. Confidence gets you far, and a lot of men really abuse that. A lot of women should do it more because like no one's gonna tell you no. Like the worst they're gonna tell you is no. Like and they'll say, okay, yeah. like please move along. Like you're yeah. embarrassing yourself. Yeah. Like, just take more risks. Yeah, take more risks. If you take anything from this show, take more risks. <laughs> but uh, we finally get to see the patient who attacked Bedelia. Played by baby Leonard Nimoy, Zachary Quinto, who it really makes me laugh that he got a credit for appearing as a dead body. Yeah, like, <laughs> he didn't like show his face at all. It's kind of like the profile, but that's it. Well, he was pretty ho- high profile when when the when the show came out. I think Star Trek had just come out, so mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me that he get it just even for just lying down. You lie down, baby. <laughs> you have well, an easy day. A, he didn't get a credit in the beginning. Like he didn't get a credit there. I don't think in the in the main credits. I think he got a credit. A credit yeah, at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, so Hannibal telling Bedelia she wasn't defending herself is something they bring up in self-defense classes. I've said it before, but you are only allowed to inflict as much damage as you need to get away from a person. So mm. the fact that she shoved her hand down his face, like his neck and pulled was, out like yeah, his stomach. Yeah, that was really gross. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, like what the hell happened? Did she punch him? Like, and he just ran into her face? Like, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> like, what did she do? And anyway, Batman would be charged with manslaughter and assault if a hundred times over. <laughs> That's why people don't encourage vigilantism. Yeah. It's like there's a loophole in the in the law there. Mm. Where it's like it's like yeah, you could be even though you're helping. You could still be charged. You could yeah. still be charged because that's just the way the law is written. So yeah, it sucks. Like because um, the law. It's designed to protect people, but it can also be abused. Like, recently there was a case in Winnipeg where a girl accidentally got shot with a stolen RCMP um, gun. And the guy got off for some stupid technical reason. And the guy blew a kiss to his victim as he was leaving. And her dad attacked him. And her dad got tackled. The girl tried to take a picture of it. And, like, she got tackled. They demanded the password on her phone so they could delete the video. And, like, all kinds of horrible things. And it's like, yeah, why are you treating the victims like that? Mm-hmm. But, again, it's, like, it's the law thing. It's, like, eh, balancing the scales, justice, whatever. I don't know. I think it's terrible. But mm. the law is unfavorable. <laughs> but that's my soapbox than anything. <laughs> right, so just to pause for a minute, we are at an hour and 14 minutes. So Okay, we're almost done. Okay. I'm almost in my notes. Okay. okay. The scene of Hannibal's face becoming the devil kills me. It's so All right, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I love it though. Like people so rarely go over the top, but I love it when they do. Like mm. it was such a beautiful shot. Like I remember the day that episode aired, I told I called Luther, uh, uh, Celeste's uh, brother-in-law, who's also my cinematographer, and I said, "Turn on the TV." <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I want you to do this for me. <laughs> <laughs> like I always call him but uh, the dude who was Professor Fell's TA Anthony is what I imagine people think Hannibal is like <laughs> Hannibal couldn't kill him quick enough for me again here I am liking Hannibal only when he kills people I hate <laughs> oh sorry I keep hitting the table I'm getting more rice I'll be right back I was thought that he killed little no wait is it Anthony? It's Anthony. Well, like, not Anthony. It's not Anthony. Anthony. It's there's Anthony. no Y. It's just there's, like a, it's There's like no I. H. It's an Anthony. Ah, okay. <laughs> Glad we figured I that, that out. <laughs> well, just because I, spe- I, I wanted to spell his name right in my notes, so I wouldn't mm. be like that, you know, person. Like us. <laughs> that, that person. <laughs> 
And that's and yeah, he and poor Anthony dies. I actually kind of liked him. I liked it was him really too. weird. I I didn't think he was too much of a character. Yeah, he he thought he had one up on Hannibal. He thought like you know I yeah, caught I you in a lie, boy. Like and, he was pretty smart to actually figure it out. Yeah, like he caught it right away, and then but he didn't realize you know that who he was going up who against. he was going yeah. up against. Yeah, it's like <laughs> did not know who he was fucking with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, don't be a hard rock when you really are, Jim, yeah. Anthony. Mm. <laughs> And then, yeah, it's just kind of sad how he's just really slowly dying, <laughs> bleeding out the back of his head. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm really obsessed with this game right now called Dead by Daylight. And the final stage of you getting killed by a killer before they put you on a hook is you crawling across uh, the ground. Yeah, and you can actually hide from the killer if you're good enough. Like, you can hide in tall grass. And I was actually able to escape a killer by going through the trap door in the game. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, oh that's awesome. Amazing. But yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Because he almost got out of the house. But where the hell was he going to go? Yeah, mm. he just crawled in the street. Yeah, he was like, eventually get, like, taken eventually. Uh, yeah, it's like, because Hannibal let him crawl all the, the way across the door. The yeah. Was he giving him false hope? Probably. So oh, weird. he probably just, like, knew that he's not going to get far. Yeah, he won't get far. And I think, also, too, it's kind of a punishment, too, for, like, you were going to blackmail me, you, you motherfucker. <laughs> so, and then just, he doesn't even break his neck normally. Fucking, like, almost rips it out of his body. Oh, yeah. That, that pulling motion, I knew what was happening. I was like, oh, shit. He severed his head internally. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> but then I love the ending where, like, you know, he hops on a train. I was like, oh, of course you'd hop on a train. That's so Euro. <laughs> on a train in Europe those, those trains are lovely yeah it's like Harry Potter shit <laughs> I hopped on the train from London to Paris because we were doing a day trip in Paris Whoa. and I was just like oh my god this is so nice <laughs> you pictures of the bathroom <laughs> well no the bathroom was a regular bathroom but no we got like really fucking fancy food it was like the nice meal you get on the plane in business class you know I was like ooh but it was breakfast so <laughs> so I was just like I would love nice. to experience that one day I took a picture it sounds so magical it's, it's in my vacation photo somewhere but yeah I was like, <laughs> it's like I love this train it was like a bullet train too it was just fucking giving her because you have to go under a tunnel you go under the water between London and yeah the tunnel yeah, yeah the, and it's just like but it was <laughs> but anyway uh, Hannibal makes uh, he's on the train and you can see the box with uh, you're assuming Antony's in there poor guy could be Bedelia we yeah. don't know no I'm pretty sure it's Antony <laughs> anyway, uh, and then he makes an origami heart from a piece of paper, and then we see the his the origami heart made out of Antony's body, displayed in a church altar. Oh. He went back to his roots. But Bedelia sneaking out to leave during that whole mm. fight uh, it was giving me total abusive wife vibes. Like uh, mm. I want to say, like her his control of her freaks me out just because it's like. When he asks her if she's observing or participating. Yeah, it's almost like it's your your fault that you're standing here kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's your fault that he's here right now. What the hell? Like, it's your fault that I have to kill this guy. It's your fault that I have to get on the train tomorrow to kill him. Yeah, Like, like, you could just see it, like, because he was so pissed with her. And I'm like... It's not her fault. It's so weird. It's like a weird, polite pissed. Yeah. He's not yelling at her, but he's just like telling her flat out. It's like he was disappointed. Yeah, I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm not mad. Disappointed. <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck you, man. <laughs> but this is why I don't like Hanagram because he can't treat anybody as an equal. Like not even a well. He's too much of a god. Well, like I said, as, as I said in the early beginning, you know, uh, Will's not there yet. He's a project. But, you know, we will learn that he finally gets to his level in season three. 
Or I think. I could be wrong. I like to think he does. I think the last episode is just going to be us screaming. <laughs> like, we're very Speaking of which, the music that plays when we see the heart, or that weird dead sculpture in the church at the very end, the music that plays is a hint of a theme that we'll hear at the very last episode. Yeah. But it's, it's played different. But I could hear it. Because I had my head thought that. <laughs> anyway, it'll be, you know, this theme will be iconic with Fanables. Anyway, and then I'm just like, Oh, because oh, I hadn't noticed until I was listening to, for 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 this podcast, and I was like, "It's the theme, and it's, it's foreshadowing." <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. But, uh, so yeah. Gideon says, "My favorite thing of this whole episode, if only that company could be, be Will Graham." Yeah, Gideon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bitch. Like, he no. can see you. It's like Gideon's take, uh, getting snatching wigs from across the. Snatching bow heads. But yeah, we come to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah. What was your favorite part of this episode and least favorite and why, Celeste? My favorite was. I don't know. I really liked the. Uh, uh, shoot, I can't even say her name. Bedelia's. Bedelia. Um, like. Her show of emotions throughout this, like, episode, mm. it, like, kind of shows that she's actually human compared to Hannibal, Hannibal yeah. who's, like, a god. Like, she actually feels grief with death still. Mm. And or, she's regretting, like, being with him. Like, she can see that she wants to get away. And I'm just, I know, I kind of like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, it's really, really compelling. Especially since, like, they're basically the only two people we know in this, this episode that we can really follow. Mm. So it's really cool to me. I see yeah. chocolate on your shelf, so I was like, ooh. <laughs> There's chocolate on my shelf. There's <laughs> so shit. Where's chocolate on <laughs> My least favorite? Oh, well, you can no. ask them if you want. Wait, wait, what? I don't know whose chocolate it is. Oh, it's mine. Open it up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Celeste. Uh, least favorite? No, Will. Oh, I know. I, I miss yeah. him. I, I love. Them. <laughs> we need to find out what happened. I know. I miss I wanna, Will. Like, we're like, where is he? Like, the suspense is killing me. Like, who survived that whole like massacre yeah. that happened? Because this episode gives you the idea that this whole season could just be Hannibal and Bedelia in Europe. <laughs> like, and they won't tell you what happened. And mm. it's just like, fuck everything. Like, <laughs> this is a bright full of message, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're good at teasing you, right? Yeah, it's really terrible. That's why I hated this episode, just because it's such a tease. It's like, I want to find it, it out what feels like a, else. like a separate show almost. Yeah. Like, it's like a starting a new show just with Hannibal. People we know, yeah. How about you, JJ? Favorite and least favorite? Well, obviously, my favorite is Hannibal taking a shower. His brown suit. <laughs> <laughs> not it's not brown, goddammit. <laughs> That's my least favorite part heart about this podcast, is you calling that suit it's fucking brown. brown. <laughs> you code bland <laughs> fool. <laughs> it's like that dress is a blue and white it's blue dress. Is a no, it's fucking gold. But anyway, yeah, that's like my favorite thing is just that whole thing. It's just like I can watch that gift for hours. <laughs> I, he has a really nice body. I don't know. He, he does. Anyway. But he should really I did find block. him kind of attractive in this <laughs> I only episode. Find, I only find Mass attractive when he's not cannibal. But that scene kind of was a... Was a was a trick to me. So. I find him most attractive when he makes those like little jokes. Yeah, maybe because sense of humor does is attractive. To me. <laughs> well, whenever he cracks a joke, it just makes me it makes me laugh harder because it's coming from him. Yeah, like because he's so like bitchy. I love it. Right? Okay. Like, I think we would love to have you for dinner. You're like, oh, oh I, don't I see what you did there. <laughs> We're just standing in the background going, oh. Just- 
Uh, least favorite, probably, hmm, just what not knowing what's kind of going on a little bit, like because yeah. it's the very first episode of season three, and it's just like I like how they still they're showing you what's happening, but at the same time they're still holding back. You mm-hmm. don't you don't know what's happened to Will. You don't know what's happened to Jack Crawford. They haven't explained any of that yet, and then also you don't know. You still aren't quite sure what Bedelia is doing there. Yeah. So there's all this like tension in the air, and and then yeah, when after he kills Antony, and then you see her there, you see her actually trying to run away. Then you're kind of like, like what the fuck's going on? And it's just it feels like a tease, even though I know now what's going to happen. But at the time, I was like, what the fuck's happening, man? I have to wait another week. What the fuck? Yeah, so, <laughs> so at the time, I was like, what the fuck? So that's probably what I hated the most. But at the same time, it's a weird. That, they're doing their job, if that's how you feel. <laughs> so, so, the team right yeah. You're doing good, because I want to watch next episode. I'm going to so. post a uh, gift from uh, Gravity Falls of Grunkle Stan throwing a TV out the window. And I'm a JJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, my favorite was Bedelia. Bedelia being a really... Um, like, we have no idea why she's there. Mm. We have no idea why she's staying. We have no idea why she was running away. Like, do we? is she on the side of good? Is she on the side of evil? Where where is good and evil in this whole thing? I don't know. But has she like has she has she taken part in eating people? I don't. We haven't seen that yet. I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah, we haven't seen her eating she, anything. She yet. did say that she was avoiding meats. Meats with like nervous assistance. <laughs> <laughs> so she hasn't been eating uh, the humble pie, as I will call it. Now. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, one of my favorite is like I think that Bedelia as a character is really cool. Like I think it's what saved this episode for me because I don't really like. Uh, I think I said it earlier in the episode. I don't really like the the scene the episodes in Europe. Like they're my least favorite of all three seasons of Hannibal, just because I feel like it's very uncharacteristic. That was your favorite. I blew because I, I do of, not agree. I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, like I enjoy yeah. like enjoyed it now, but I still have like I'm still gonna be the one you're gonna have to drag carrying through the next, <laughs> next six episodes. episodes yeah. yeah, and I'll just be like. Oh. <laughs> Why are we still in Europe? Because <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, uh, Europe is not some place I really wanted to visit that much. Maybe Italy, because I love the food. Italy, Italian food is my favorite. Um, least favorite is probably, yeah, us not knowing what happened to Will. Mm. Like, Will has been our protagonist for the last two seasons. Mm, yeah. we've, mm-hmm. we've started every season with him, so not starting the season with him is really terrifying to me because it's like, is he dead? Like did he, did Hannibal kill him last last season? Like we don't know. Did everybody or, die? Or, or did he leave him like Mason? You know. Yeah. Did he leave him crippled? Yeah. Did he like, leave him disfigured? Yeah. Like because uh, we know Mason is like planning his revenge, so like we can we can sense that something is coming for Hannibal. Like because Hannibal, mm. like uh, we we can imagine that Mason knows he's alive. Hmm. Or knows he's somewhere. Yeah. Like, and he won't rest until, like, he pees on his grave or something. Or pours his <laughs> catheter on him. But, yeah. Like, least favorite not knowing where Will is. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, bring him back. We need our baby. Speaking of uh, Will, uh, Hugh Dancy <laughs> is on the TV show The Path. And I did not realize how muscular he is on that show. I know, right? I'm just like, getting all thirsty. <laughs> Thinking about he got <laughs> he's all swole, like swole for him. Like he's not like a he's like he's a, he's a naturally thin frame kind of guy. Like yeah. he has a little bit of definition. Ew. But for this one, I think he he's been he bumped up. He's yeah, because there's just a new like a thing now for the way a leading man should look. Now I find mm. they got to have like that thin waist, but kind of like the the, 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 like the triangle. The triangle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's what he's trying to do to the best of his ability, but not to change <laughs> too much, or else it it's weird, or else it messes with the continuity of the show to suddenly be like all thin and then who 
Well, I know they did that for um, Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Because he got buffed up for this movie. Yeah, for Guardians. Yeah, right? Guardians. They're going to get my huge Guardians of the Galaxy standing in my house. Uh, and they just, I think how they, they explained it is that he, they, they saw that he got buffed up. And he like he's like, oh yeah, I just stopped drinking beer. And they're like, okay, that's it. <laughs> that's why he's buffed. But uh, where can everybody find you on the interwebs? And do you have any news to share, Celeste? You can find me on Tumblr and Instagram. Tumblr at Satumwa. And also I have an art blog as well, Satumwa at uh, Satumwa Doodles. And also Instagram. I'm starting to do like a daily art challenge there. So if you want to see my art, definitely check out Satumwa on Instagram, S-A-T-U-M-W-A-H. Woo! Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as JJ Neeps, J-J-N-E-E-P-S. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. And you can find me on Twitter as Honey underscore Child, on Tumblr as Honey dash Child. You can email us at Hannibal's Horny at Gmail. Uh, we update the the Tumblr, which is Hannibal's Horny Abachi, a lot more than the Instagram. I'm trying to keep up. Or the Twitter. Them. Yeah, the Twitter is like 14 <laughs> people followers, so please update it. <laughs> so, but uh, like, we love to hear from everybody. Like, we were hearing some good stuff about. Like, uh, we got a two oh, really yes. good reviews. <laughs> It was so sweet. Like, oh, like thanks for like we 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 totally did not know if the the true crime aspect of this show was ever going to work just because of like just <laughs> oh, yeah that, they, they both mentioned that right yeah then they both mentioned how interesting it is so thank you like we were really scared that it wouldn't work because like the show we were originally going to do a lot more food focused stuff but like yeah. then we found, really fell into our niche so it's really thank you for noticing yeah <laughs> but yeah we will see you next time with the next episode which I don't remember what it's called <laughs> something Italian something Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.